Welcome to the Youth Ministry Misfits podcast. My name is Tim and I'm the host of this podcast. I'd like to acknowledge the uh, traditional owners of the land in which I produce this podcast, Wajak Nungabudja. I want to acknowledge the privilege that it is to produce this podcast on their land and the resilience, capacity and strength of the Wajak Noongar people. I want to acknowledge uh, their continuing contribution to this country. On this podcast, I meet with Sara Duva, who is a, a friend of mine who um, has studied youth work at a different institution and is also working in youth ministry. She's got some great insights and why don't you listen for how she lands the plane with her three tips. Welcome to Youth Ministry Misfits. I'm here with Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited to have you on the show, Sarah, because, um, and this is a little bit maybe biased and dodgy, but still, um, I am excited anytime I find out someone is working in youth ministry and they have a youth work degree, um, <laughs> because I think that that means that you're going to have some really cool perspectives. Um, and also we've had some chats before about youth ministry and some of the issues and things we see and things we'd like to see differently. So um, I'd love to hear more about um, your story of youth ministry, Sarah. So over to you. Nice. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, um, originally I didn't plan to study youth work or even work in youth ministry. Um, it all came up pretty uh, I mean, you could say randomly, but also like divinely. <laughs> um, divinely sure. um, but yeah, so when I first left high school, um, you would just input all your university preferences and what, what degree you would like into something called TISC. Um, and I really could not decide at all what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, so, Can anyone? Yeah, exactly. Do we, do we even know now? Um, but I had, yes, a lot, a lot of passions and hobbies. So I put in like criminology, marine biology, um, high school teaching, outdoor education, uh, eco, I don't know, something to do with eco for something. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was all in there. Um, mm. ele- cutoff date was like 12 o'clock, 11.59, submitted my mess <laughs> of <laughs> choices. Um, and yeah, and, and when I got them back, I just felt like none of these really ticked the box. Um, mm. I, yeah, I just, I just couldn't imagine kind of putting all my eggs in any of those baskets. So Mum helped me restart and we went through the handbook again for like the 40th time. Um, and yeah, and, and she pointed out youth work and she said, you know, I actually really think this incorporates everything you want to do. Um, mm. I'm, I'm also a dance teacher as well um, amongst <laughs> some other. Little why not? Yeah, why not? Added to the about. So and yeah, and I and I love art. I did a lot of I've done a lot of art throughout my life. So I thought, okay, mm. this is youth work. I can do art. I can do dancing. I can. Um, it appeals to my criminology side. It uh, um, it appeals <laughs> to my my outdoor ed and my camping side. So it just really felt like uh, everything rolled up into one. And mm. and the best way I can serve and use all 
all that I've I've got um, into into a purpose or yeah mm. into a profession. So it felt really really right. Um, so I changed everything. <laughs> Chose you. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's been, it's been truly the best decision. Um, mm. wonderful degree as well. Just a little, uh, a, a little plug there for the, for <laughs> shout out to ECU. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's been really wonderful. And, and again, I didn't really know where to go into youth ministry. I was kind of just mm. going with the flow. I already made one decision. I, <laughs> that was, that was it for me for a while. Um, and yeah, in my, oh, I can't remember if it's a first year or a second year, but you do like a whole year of prac placement. So it's about 400 hours. Yep, yep. Um, and then, yeah, and I was just casually watching an art show at, um, Queens Baptist college and I bumped into Ed, who was my old high school pastor at the school that I went to. And, um, we had a nice chat and I was saying how, you know, I was looking for Prack and he suggested interning with them um, with a new wow. ministry. So I instantly said yes, because I also say yes to everything. And then <laughs> the, the not panic, but I think the doubt kind of settled mm. into, oh, where's my relationship with God? Can I actually lead mm. young people um, in a youth mm. ministry space? Do I know enough about it? Uh, but still I, um, wanted to go gun ho with it. And my first week of starting, I just had like everyone in the church, in the school just had like complete faith and belief in me, which wow. amazing. Also scary. I was like, wow, everyone really thinks I can do this. <laughs> so um, much pressure. I know. Yeah. So yeah, I think my first week of youth, um, because I was also a Christian, so it wasn't completely uncomfortable. I'd had, mm. I'd, I'd been to youth in high school and had um, youth experiences, but also I hopped from kind of church and church trying to, you know, find mm. my place, and, and I and I never really did. So I felt like, yeah, I was I was kind of in a space of like, okay, I actually I, at the time I didn't belong to a church or. Um, kind of belong anywhere so I was kind of, I felt like I was almost like a Christian on my own like um, yeah, like yeah I yeah so anyways uh my first youth and I I kind of stood in front of all these young people and it brought me back to when I was in year nine and I went to Youth Alive you know there's oh uh, yes yeah yeah for um which are really wonderful and I think that was one of like my first um experiences where I just yeah just gave my life to God and I was like no I I I really want this I really Mm. want um I really want God in my life I really want to do this so I remember this um this this woman was preaching and uh now like this this hall was decked out not even a hall what do you even call it I think it was at like a, it. All I know is that it was at a giant place. Okay, <laughs> it was really that's big. My, that's all my year nine brain <laughs> can, can um, remember. But I remember, uh, you know, we'd just been worshiping, and you know, everyone's everyone's very amped up, and um, and this woman was preaching and sharing her own story about um, depression and mm. her transformation into just just giving everything over to God. And she asked a question. She said, if you, 
um, have experienced that and have felt depressed and alone and have really struggled to to find um, just just love and worth mm. um, come forward and I and I just remember looking left and right and I think I think 90% of every young person in that room <laughs> walked forward and I just mm. I just remember thinking this this cannot be like this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life I yeah, wow. um, and I remember I I went home and I um <laughs> was you know full of beans and and I went up to my mom and I was like I'm going to be a preacher I'm gonna go I'm, I'm gonna get a van and I'm gonna drive around to every high school and I'm gonna make sure that every young person knows what they worth and they love themselves um and I was just so set on like just on that just that one moment I was like no this is what this is where I'm meant to be I want to be mm. in the thick of of where everyone is walking to in in their pain um and I'd since forgotten about that you know like towards the end of high school and yeah fast forward to my first night of youth and I thought oh my gosh I'm here I'm at a high Uh, school I'm with these young people mm. um yeah it, it was like this really full circle moment of really being like wow I'm I really didn't know God was guiding me there, but I, yeah. I really, I really felt almost like, almost like that GPS, whatever choice I was making, he was just really <laughs> subtly rerouting me to yeah, yeah. go where I needed to go. Um, Recalculating your route. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've been in youth ministry ever since. I think this is my fifth year this year. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm leading uh, the youth at Quinn's and it's just been like, yeah the best thing in the world. I'm a bit biased, mm. but. <laughs> um, and the youth work degree has really informed that space, which is which has actually mm. been incredible, mm. um, which, yeah, I feel like has almost been a nice supporting hand alongside, mm. alongside God's hand in that space. Um, but, yeah, so that's a little old me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing a lot of your journey there. And I, mm. I think it's really cool to hear how, as you say, God was like that, you know, Google Maps, if you will, guiding you <laughs> yeah. through. You didn't know what the destination was going to be. You had some idea, no. but he brought you there. Um, mm. And I love that the degree really helped you as well. Yeah. Um, when we were talking before, we talked about the idea of um, – you know, the, the title of the podcast, the, the yes. Youth Ministry Misfits, The Misfits, and you said some things that I really love. So why don't you share a bit about your thoughts on this idea of being a misfit? Mm, so I I love the word and idea of misfits. I feel like it gets a bit of a bad rap and often <laughs> you can, you know, go on the route of devious and that horrible word, mm. naughty, um, but I just find so much comfort and, and freedom in the word misfit. I think, I think the mm. idea, I think you say it, um, in your, in your title of just mm. saying misfits to not fit in. Um, mm. and I just love, I love the idea of being uncomfortable and being challenged Mm. and to me that feels like a misfit it feels like challenging the mold um 
challenging the environment you're in and really just like mm. questioning it and and continually just growing really to me to me that feels like um a misfit and I, and I really think that there's a lot of um there's a lot to learn within that of just not settling in comfort and um yeah, really just yeah. shaking up your world and yourself I think I think mm. to me that's a misfit which I think we all need to be misfits to be honest um I I have um one of our pastors at uh, Quinn's church, his name is Andrew Hamilton. He mm-hmm. always says, um, you know, if your theology hasn't changed in 20 years, like you're, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> mm. um, and I love, I love that idea of like, yeah, there's just different times in your life where, yeah, maybe you have a certain perspective or um, idea on theology or, or just even like comfort within your surroundings mm-hmm. And you can't stay there. Like, yeah. you, you've got to you've got to evolve and you've got to grow from that. Mm. So yeah, to me, misfit really feels like challenging the mold, which I think mm. is really vital. Um, even I remember being in high school, so I journal like every day. I journal a lot. <laughs> And, nice. and I remember this one moment um, where like I left science class or something and I was just frustrated because I just felt like um, the teacher just saw me as like, yep, a young person. That's all. Yeah, yeah, um, mm. And and didn't think that any of my thoughts or feelings were valid because I was young. Mm. Um, and I remember leaving and I was so just like, you know, I don't know, full of <laughs> lots of feelings that – that I actually like journaled right then and there. I like, took wow. out, yeah, I, I took out yeah. my, um, I, I didn't have my journal with me, but I took out my phone. I was really aggressively typing these notes and I just, <laughs> and I said, dear future Sarah, don't ever be that kind of adult that mm. thinks that what you're thinking and feeling is invalid because you're young. And I said, what I'm feeling and thinking right now is absolute truth. You know, it's, it's how mm. I'm experiencing the world. And I don't think that there's there's any less um, punch to it just because I haven't had ten more years extra of experience. Like, yeah, um, yeah. so even even that to me, like now um, working with youth, I think even even then I I felt like a bit of a a misfit in the way that like um, kind of like shouting and screaming and and no mm. one's really listening. And now I just mm. think like. Yeah, just don't don't ever be that person to yeah. um, to invalidate those questions and that wondering mm. and that misfit behavior because it's yeah. so necessary um, and important. So yeah, yeah. So I, really, I, I really love <laughs> I really love the idea of misfits and and your podcast. Mm. No, I I love like that image that you've just painted there, and it it reminds me of that scripture from um, I think it's First Timothy, you know where. It, where Paul mm. says to Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you for, for being young. And yeah. you've really painted that picture how, you know, our society tends to do that, where mm. if someone's young, they're either, you know, mischievous or deviant or devious or they're naive or yeah. they're our hope and future, but they don't know anything yet. And I love that, that what you've just said, this idea of challenging the mould, you know, now as a, a person who works with young people is to say, you know, there are young people who challenge the mold and that's good. Yes. Mm. Mm. And to continue yeah. doing that ourselves, not to get stuck into this, I'm an adult now, I know the answers now. 
Exactly. Mm. Because we're, mm. I mean, we're just young people. Like fast mm. forward a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, that's right. Or at least, like, <laughs> or at least yeah, I, I still feel like, I still call myself a young person. I definitely, I don't know if that's allowed, but. <laughs> well, there's no, yeah, there's yeah. no. No young person police who are going to say you can't use that word. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that 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 sense of humility of approaching young people of actually, you know, yes, I might be so many years older than you, but I'm still learning and I don't actually know all the answers completely and what I know now might not be what I think tomorrow um, yeah. because I'm still learning. I think that's really cool, that sense of humility. Um, you mentioned the 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 devious ones earlier, hmm. um, and when we were chatting before, we were kind of talking about how some people in youth ministry tend to avoid those, um, and um, how that kind of frustrates you. Do you want to do you want to speak to that a bit? Yeah i I feel like the the young people that do question and challenge the mold, um, often, you know, ask those taboo questions that may feel mm. a bit too difficult to address, um, mm. kind of get left on the outskirts and, and get excused and think, oh, those are just, you know, the ones that, that are just causing mischief, whatever, you know, mm. don't, don't pay attention to them. Um, you look at kind of who's, who's responding and who, but mm. I've found, um, in my experience, especially within, um, our youth ministry, the the ones that almost cause that, um, you know, subtle mischief here and there are the ones that come every single week. Yeah, and, right. And they're, and they're dedicated to the space. And um, then you kind of think, you know, what's, uh, why, why are they kind of, you know, taking the doors off the hinges or why, <laughs> like, not metaphorically, actually physically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why, <laughs> why, um, yeah, do they kind of show that sense of of not wanting to be here, not wanting to to listen? Um, but they they come every single week, yeah. and I just really feel like um, yeah, they're just just like relationships are the key, and and we just mm. we just need to listen to those to those people because those questions are so important, and mm. and you have to question life, and you ha- and that that is the direction of of understanding yourself, understanding um, the world around you and your place in it. Mm. And yeah, I think, I think it's very easy to feel, oh, I, I almost think there's a fear of like, oh, they, they don't want to listen to me, you know, um, yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to go in that space. But to me, I almost feel like it's, it's almost is like a shout for no, yeah. I, I want to talk. I want to chat. Mm. Um and yeah, I I just think that's that's where that's where we really need to be. That's where Jesus was. Mm. <laughs> like he um yeah walked into those the outskirts of society and and spoke to those who who people didn't want to speak to, um mm. because the, because they are challenging the mold and they are mm. in those um spaces where people yeah people don't really want to be or it is scary but all the more reason to be there with them alongside them to say okay like what are you experiencing right now like let's Mm. let let me be here with you and and also just that idea of like we learn this a lot within youth work is the young person is the expert of their own life Mm. 
Yeah. Like you mm. can never know more about their life than they do or more yeah. about their experiences than they do. That's so it's like, it's not so much of what can I go over there and, and offer them and um, fix for them. It's, it's, it's not that it's okay. Um, what, what can I do to meet them where they are and allow them to explore their own experiences and their own kind of kind of options um, within themselves because they're the only one that knows the most about themselves and their life and their situation Um, and yeah and I I just think if if we leave those misfits and we say you know like too hard walk away (laughs) or or like you're not fitting into our mold of sitting down and and listening to this message and doing whatever then it's like okay well what do they need like why Mm. they're they're coming here every single week um and they're not responding to whatever we have offered okay maybe that's because we're providing what we think they need but we're not actually meeting them where Mm. they are and saying what do you need and Mm. I think that happens a lot with just youth work probably programs in general of okay here's what we think the youth need let's provide this service let's provide um this program and it's like did anyone ask for that? yeah <laughs> not, not in a rude sense but like um you know we're we're holding this space for them mm-hmm. but I mean it, it means nothing if it's actually not um providing what what they're needing yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so it's almost like working backwards of no, what what would you like in this space that you're mm. coming to every single week? What are we not providing that's making you feel um irritated or or almost wanting to detach from mm. this culture and this space? Like mm. um how can we plug you in? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as as you were talking, I was thinking of a couple of different readings that I assign in <laughs> the youth work degree at table. Mm. And, and one of them is by this author named Janet Batsley. And it's a chapter on informal education. So, um, which is one of the ideas in youth work of um, instead of teaching young people, it's kind of exploring things with them, mm. which is what That's you're what saying. saying. And she says things like um, when we have difficult behaviours from young people, in, instead of approaching that difficult behaviour as, well, I've just got to stop this behaviour because that means that this is just a, this young person needs to be fixed. They're, they're, they're the naughty kids. They're the broken one. We might actually want to take a step back and ask ourselves, so is there something we're doing wrong? Yeah. Um, is there something that in the way that we've set up that environment that has made that young person feel like they don't belong or their voice doesn't matter? And so they act in ways to show that rather than saying it. Mm. So what I'm hearing in, in what you're saying is perhaps instead of blaming the young person, we should take a look at how are we approaching them? What are yeah. we doing? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and I really like that idea of, of the starting place being um, with what the young person needs because you can't do that without knowing the young person. Yeah, I'm I'm the biggest um, advocate for nothing can occur outside of a relationship. Like, mm. um, no, no change, no, yeah, it just it just doesn't exist without a relationship. Um, mm. Because you can't expect a young person to yeah 
connect to your culture or what you're offering if you actually don't know them and what they need. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, one of my lecturers, he said, um, his name's David Ryder. He's wonderful. He, he's written a book. Check it out. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh, he, he said, education doesn't change behavior. Mm. So it's like, you can't, yeah, you can't just kind of educate people on, on what is, what is good in, in your mm. eyes. Um, and yeah. And, and expect behavior to change. It's actually, mm. it's actually a lot deeper than that. Like it, it's got to be intrinsic motivation and they have to believe mm. that one, they can achieve it and mm. to have the confidence to, or, or desire to want to, to want to change behavior. So mm. it can't just be us kind of preaching from the pulpit of, of this is, yeah, this is what you should do. Um, it's actually just yeah going to them first and and That's just right. and just listening i think mm. um yeah i think sometimes some days it can feel really complex and complicated and other days i think it is so simple of just listening like mm. you know i mm. of just forming a relationship everything stems from that relationship and that's mm. just the first that's just the first thing just yeah, yeah. And and listening, it, it's simple, right? As a principle, but it's it's not easy. It's hard. <laughs> it's so hard to not, um, to not prescribe your own mm-hmm. perspectives and opinions, and yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And it, listening is hard. It's often a lot of restraint, and it's mm-hmm. it's also just yeah that idea of of just positive regard for this young person and mm-hmm. and um giving space and just Mm. stepping out the way I think I remember like when I was younger I I would almost be like the go-to person for people with problems (laughs) Um, (laughs) and and some of my friends would be like you know you kind of just like attract these people um yeah they all Mm. like come to you with everything and and I would think about it and I'd be like the only difference between me and someone else is like just caring or just listening like like, I'm actually not I'm I'm not trained yet like I'm not doing anything special it's actually just it's actually just being a safe space to Mm. to for them to explore that and release that and I think that's so much um, of what youth work is of just providing that safe space of Mm. of unconditional positive regard and of relationship because you can't be vulnerable Mm. Um, if you don't have this trusting relationship. So, yeah, I, I think just so much of it is, and, and it feels really simple when you say it like that, just, you know, form yeah, yeah. and everything comes from there. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah. there's, I think the challenging part of it is the suspending of judgments. Like, yeah. because sometimes when we have to, we say, well, just listen to what they're saying, but we don't actually like what they're saying. Exactly. Or we think, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, there's all the thoughts like, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you, mm. you know, you're just 15-year-old so-and-so. You don't know the context here, but maybe they're thinking the same thing as us. Yeah, absolutely. That I need to stop, you know, whatever behaviour this is, but you know nothing about my story or my circumstance and you've made no effort to know it. Um, so it's kind of like, it, it's, it's two ways. So maybe we need to start with that. I'm just going to suspend my judgment of what I think is going on for you 
and then spend some time actually hearing your story and maybe let you berate me, maybe let <laughs> you criticize me so I can know you. You know, that's the kind of thing what went through my head as you were talking about that, that idea of listening. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Some of the, some of the best youth nights we've ever had, like, and I'm saying in terms of like connecting with young people Mm. is when we do the bare minimum, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, often, often you think, oh, what, what, I mean, you know, I'm projecting here. Often I think, what am I what, what, what can I provide? What kind of activities can I make sure can like, you hmm. know, everyone can enjoy or I'll do this for, for this group of people or et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. And on nights when it's been the least planned and I'm like, oh my goodness, I actually really don't have anything to offer. Um, <laughs> it has been the most incredible. And I think hmm. there's a lot, I think there's a lot to learn in that space of thinking, sure. you know, of, of, of putting forward these ideas of like, here, interact with this. This is what you would, you would like, let me provide this for you. And it's like, actually, when you leave space and you step back and all there is, is conversation and, mm. and building relationships. Oh my goodness. Mm. Like incredible things happen because mm. they, they are coming into that space um, and they're choosing to come into that space. Yeah. And that's all you need. Like, mm. I, I think, I think thinking, why why does this program exist why am i here mm. is it and and kind of reframing it refraining it to um this one kind of aim that kind of yeah. helps you to understand like actually where to go from there it's like okay mm. if our if our aim is to reach a certain group of people okay then or if your aim is just to to love young people and to let them know that they're loved um, then you actually don't need to do much. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I think, I think it can get really complicated of mm. exactly our own perceptions of what do these people need. Mm. Um, but yeah, just actually leaving space for them to tell you and to build that relationship is really yeah. important. The other thing that is in, implicit in what you're saying is this, the idea that I, I remember when I used to, you know, help out with youth group was when we get so caught up in the activities we get caught up in the rules of the activities we get caught up in setting it up you know making sure it's running well making sure it's um packing being packed up make all these different things we're actually making it more complicated than it needs to be and then we miss out on that relationship because we're focused on the activity instead of the relationship yeah um yeah like what one author whose name's Lloyd Martin, he said, you know, other professions will build a relationship in order to offer a service. But for a youth worker, they might offer a service, but to build a relationship. So it's like the relationship is key, not the activity. Oh, absolutely. Not the service. Mm. Yeah. No, I love that. I um one of my youth leaders, he always says, um, they're not gonna remember like what you say. Or, or the message that you provide, but they're going to remember the the connection that you built and the and the relationship that you have. Mm. And if I think back to my experiences at youth, I could not even tell you <laughs> um, yeah. what, what was spoken about, but I can tell you about um, the care that the leaders had for me, or the or the relationships that I built, and what I learned from that. Mm. And I think so much about what we do is 
is through our action and and not exactly what Mm. we say and I think that's also an idea of you know when you're working with young people it's it's about like the advice you're giving or and it's Mm. it's so not it's actually yeah it's about that restraint and about Mm. building that relationship and comfort and Mm. allowing them to explore for themselves what it is they're experiencing and just almost being like like a backboard to to bounce it off Mm. and and to just Mm. be alongside them through that like sure yeah um, yeah even posture of humility posture of yeah support not a power over yeah yeah that's that's important uh, just Mm. power I mean that could be its own thing (laughs) (laughs) I had um one of my one of our young people wrote us a letter and in the letter it said you know before coming to youth i was just really anxious of my surroundings and, and, and my world. And I just had really low self-esteem. Um, and, and the first night at youth, like, like the, the leaders greeted me and, and said hi to me. And, and she was just so surprised that people mm. saw her and, mm. and cared for her. And mm. in this letter, it kind of, um, yeah, just spoke about how, yeah, it, it, it was nothing that we said. It wasn't the games we played. It wasn't the activities that we provided. It was just seeing them. And, mm. and yeah, and that meant everything. And from that yeah. stemmed like, wow, I'm worthy. Oh, my goodness, I'm mm. loved. Well, there's people that I can go to to chat to. There's a safe space that I can um, reside in. And I, and I think that's so cool because you, you often never hear that feedback. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you're gonna get the bad often, stuff. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Or you often plant, um, you know, are in the business of planting seeds and never seeing the fruition. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that was like almost a really cool glimpse of thinking, wow, there's so much about what we do that we don't intentionally do, yeah, or think about, and that's what's meaningful because that's where relationship building happens. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is the goal is for us to recognize those things that we may not have intended to do, Mm. but how important they are and try to do them more, but not inauthentically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You get into a weird cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Just pretending to be interested when we don't actually give a crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Bringing this to kind of like a summary, mm. I wonder if you could, you know, a good sermon is a three-point sermon, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've all been through that template. <laughs> so what would be your three takeaway points you'd want our listeners to take? Do you know what? It's funny. you just saying that. It reminds you of um, uh, Ed, Ed always says, you know, with like sermons, like, okay, how are you going to land the plane? <laughs> <laughs> you've been flying in the air you've been kind of exploring all these ideas how are you going to land it so I feel yeah. um okay three points one relate like nothing can actually nothing can actually happen outside of relationship mm-hmm. um yeah I've that's something that I've I've learned over and over again and it keeps coming back to that space and I just have accepted that that is it. (laughs) Mm. Um, Yeah, you, nothing, nothing can happen outside of relationship. 
Um, and, and when I say that, I mean, I mean change and I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just it, that, that exploration, it, it can't exist outside of a relationship. So that's mm. definitely key. And I think that's a nice space to start of thinking, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to solve all these incredibly complex problems. I don't have to save the world. I just have to have a chat and listen and build a relationship yeah, with a young yeah. person. Like that's just a starting mm. point. Um, I think my second point is it almost sounds a bit cliche, um, <laughs> but just meeting young people where they are. Yeah. That's yeah. just so important of, of mm. not, because I think when we don't, it creates this idea of you have to tick these boxes to come to me. And, mm. and it feels like there's a, there's a space of not being reachable or, um, oh, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good enough to be there. So I'm just going to stay here. I'm, Mm. this is, this is actually the end of my story. Like, like, Mm. like this is where I reside. Um, but I think meeting young people where they are also just brings that normality to their environment and what they're experiencing. And yeah, that it's actually okay to, Mm. Um, it's it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, quick stuff. little quick little story for my second point. I picked up um, some hitchhikers this one time. I'm just on the side of the road, like it was it was really late at night. Um, and as I hopped in the car, I realized they were quite young. They were about like 14, 15. Wow. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like what's what's happening? Where are you going? Why you're out here? And and mm. um, as I was dropping them home one of the girls said like, are you, are you a church lady? You're kind of giving me church lady vibes. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, first of all, I don't call myself a lady. I think I'm a little bit younger, but okay. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm a Christian. I have a relationship with God. I have faith. And, and they're like, oh, okay. Just because like, um, you know, you seem, you seem really nice. Um, and I feel like, yeah, they're like, I feel like this, these are the qualities of, of a Christian person to do this. And then, and then she said, oh, you know, I could never go to church though. I, or I could never mm. um, go to youth group because I would, I would burn if I walked through those doors. And wow. I said, oh my goodness, like for a 14 year old to, to just have this strong sense of like, mm. I walk through um, those doors, that space of of worship and and of honoring God like I am not good enough to be standing Mm. in there and I will be burnt by the people around me by like to me that just feels like there's that there's that gap of like you have to adhere to a certain set of rules Mm. for you to be welcomed and accepted Mm. um and I think coming back to that point of like meeting young people where they are like no, you don't have to jump these hurdles and be a certain kind of person to be heard, to mm. be seen. We are coming to you, next to you, mm. <laughs> to meet you where mm. you are um, and to, yeah, like like walk that ladder with you. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and my, my third point I think is about youth workers themselves or, mm. you know what, people in general themselves who, who work with people. Um, self-awareness is so Mm. important um and I think that also comes back to the idea of you know always challenging that mold and being a misfit um 
be a misfit and be uncomfortable and mm. and challenge what you know what your biases mm. are um constantly because they always exist yes. and every single person has yet yeah, their own experiences they they come from their own um life and opinions and if we're not continually growing we actually can't meet young people to where we haven't met ourselves mm. and we, yeah like we we actually can't be effective listeners and and caregivers if we're not continually doing the work and, yeah, yeah. and growing in ourselves and challenging yeah. why we have our beliefs and opinions. So, mm. yeah, I, I think to be a misfit is an honorary title. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, my third point is we, we should be misfits and, and we yeah. should be working on our self-awareness so we can mm. actually be effective givers and, mm. and serve the next generation to the best of our ability. Mm, I really like that. It's really good. Like the the wording we come kind of use in our kind of context at table is this of idea of facing the darkness of your own soul. Because mm. if you're not willing to face your own, you're not going to be comfortable with people that you've judged. Yeah. <laughs> when we sure. know ourselves deeply, then we can be we can sit with people who are different and mm. who are judged and who are you know, seen as deviant. So yeah, I really absolutely. like that. Yeah. So relationship, meeting young people where they're at and be a misfit. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good summary. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I was a bit nervous to learn that plane. I genuinely, <laughs> my, my mind is chaotic and as you know, I, I can talk for hours. So to, to put that into three points, I'm actually, I'm really glad we got there. <laughs> yeah, you did well. You did very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so thanks for coming on Sarah we'll definitely have to have you back again mm, thank you so much for having me um, I love chatting to you and I love chatting about young people <laughs> awesome awesome thanks for listening to this episode of Youth Ministry Misfits I hope that you enjoyed the conversation that uh, Sarah and I had and I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts about the conversation we had. Um, I'm always keen to hear what people think, even if you think it was stupid. <laughs> Please give your thoughts. Um, one way you can do this is on our Facebook group. It's by the same name. Um, just check us out over there. So the three points we talked about. Uh, relationships come first. The young person is the expert in that relationship. Uh, meeting young people where they're at rather than trying to get them to a place before they can feel like they belong. And lastly, uh, making sure that we ourselves act like misfits, that we're not uh, getting stuck in a way of doing things or a way of thinking. We're always seeking ways to grow and reflecting on our practice. Thanks for listening. Stay misfit. <laughs>